Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Jones. Um, it'll just be me again tonight. Uh, this will be more of a sports, <clears throat> a little bit of the sports, more of the sports episode tonight. We are going to do another episode about a few other things that are going on, and I'll tease those later. Um, but <clears throat> the main topic of this week, or the first topic, is going to be someone got killed at an NFL game and we're not making a big deal out of it. So during the Patriots game with the Dolphins, apparently a Patriots fan, a 53-year-old man, got into it with a Dolphins fan and uh, apparently the Dolphins fan hit the dude, started hitting him. The dude passed out and later died. And the situation happened, I guess, in front of the guy's kids. And, um people instead of breaking the fight up or trying to get in between these guys they pulled out their cell phones and recorded it now i know that espn does a good job of giving us the scores of the games and they do a good job of getting us all the ins and outs of the game itself like hey man this game happened here this is where the quarterback did this how many uh yards the running back had all that stuff but it feels like no one's talking about the situation where someone was actually killed at an NFL game. And I'm just going to break down my, my thoughts on it. So, already the NFL, to get into an NFL game, cost a lot of money. We're not even talking about just watching an NFL game. Almost half the time requires you to have cable television. Um, especially on Monday and Thursday nights. So you got to have, you got to pay a lot of money just to get in the door. We're not even talking about you came in there with your two kids. So we're looking at tickets for an adult and two kids, well over like a hundred and some dollars. You buying food, drinks and everything else, which I don't know how much the alcohol had to do with the situation. And then literally somebody starts throwing punches or punches get exchanged or somebody's getting knocked out and then killed while people are recording with their cell phones. And the NFL, <clears throat> I don't know about anybody else, but when I look at my time feed, half the weeks in the NFL season, there's always a fight in the stands at one of these games where somebody's acting out of pocket or fans are throwing blows at each other and it takes a minute for security even if most of these videos don't involve involve security even coming through so you're literally in the situation where it's every man for himself because the people around you ain't gonna get involved ain't nobody gonna help anybody out if they're not jumping in fighting and security ain't nowhere to really be seen in situations so you can literally get your life taken from you going to an NFL game just sitting next to the wrong fan or something like that. And I know we talk about, you know, the NFL safety with the players and everything else. What about these fans? It's, for me, being a, a, a moderate income, I'm lower middle class. I would just say it. You know, I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm making probably around 50 G's a year. It is not... I'm not no baller at all. 
I can't afford to go to an NFL game. I'm too busy paying rent, trying to make sure the car right or get a car or whatever the situation is. I'm doing everything that I can to hold stuff down and grow my other businesses. I'm not worried about what team is doing what. And being honest, being in St. Louis, there's no team here anyway. You know, now I used to, when I had it, I used to travel to see the game. Even when the Rams are here, I still go to Memphis or go to Nashville to see the Titans or, you know, one time I went and um, I caught the, uh, yeah, just the Titans. I see the Titans play whatever team I thought was good, maybe the Dallas Cowboys if I can get the weekend to go to Dallas. And that's about it. You know, the two times that I did go to an NFL game, I kind of balled out, but even with that being said, right now, even if I had the money, I wouldn't want to go to an NFL game because I just think it's, for me, it's a better experience if I do catch a game and watch it on the TV. But Sunday is one of the main days I'm in church and I'm in church all day taking care of business and that type of situation, which is another reason why I probably won't be going to an NFL game anytime soon anyway. But <clears throat> that was standing, you spend all this money to get into a game you're in there with a bunch of rowdy people who are drinking and yelling and screaming. And you can't guarantee that somebody ain't going to get out of line with you and, and wind up putting hands on you. And of course, by being an NFL stadium, you can't just bring firearms into the situation because that'll make it even worse. So you literally are in situations where you can wind up being put in a place where you're doing hand-to-hand -hand combat. And in this case, this man lost his life. Now, I haven't heard any press conferences where somebody, a spokesman from the NFL said that, oh, we're gonna raise security at Gillette Stadium. We're gonna make sure something like this doesn't happen again. I haven't seen anything on none of the sports channels addressing the issue with safety of the players and people that actually go to these games. Because half these fight videos I've seen has been where a bunch of people are crowding some people of color. So. Once again, why aren't we talking about the elephant in the room when it comes to you're already looking at a situation where you're at a game, your people are kind of drinking, people are kind of getting out of line. Same thing the NBA had a minute ago, where these fans are being belligerent toward players. And then when players say something like, oh man, Boston sucks, or Utah, they races over there. That's because of what they're getting from the people that are in the stands. And and people don't want to make it seem like, oh, it's just this one random fan here or one random fan there. No, this situation is a constant situation where they're not pulling enough ticket season ticket holders because how many people are paying like a thousand dollars a year to be at a game? Because at the end of the day, the teams want to make the money and they want to pretend like the situation is safe. But being honest, you in a crowd full of people and these crowds of people are starting to get more and more out of hand depending on where you at and what's going on. Especially when it involves alcohol or something else being sold in the vicinity. So I just think the NFL got a big problem on the situation. I would love to just sit back and spend an episode talking about, you know, who's doing what and who's surprising the um, NFL with the 0-2 start but I just think with the situations that is going on in the stands and the lack of security and then the lack of security around some of the people playing the game I just think that
people got to understand that, first of all, this is a game. This is a game. This game is not worth you getting into somebody and wind up losing your life or putting hands on somebody because they said your team was bad. It's just getting on the level where we have to start really looking at things a little differently. I also want to go into the not just the safety, but the fact of these teams are making money. Everybody's making money and they're getting it from the the hardworking people trying to get into these games, NFL fans. They are trying to find every single way that they can to squeeze dimes and dollars out of these fans. Raise the ticket prices, season tickets prices. You almost got a half a season's ticket to get in the game almost now. Not on top of that, now they pushing people to gamble on fantasy, gamble on. They got all these websites that make it legal for you to gamble on the sports. And then they want to sit here and hit players with these fines for gambling. But you pushing all these, you want to find the players for gambling, but you pushing all these gambling apps, you legalizing all this, and you pushing, you pushing sports to a point where it's almost like you want people to indulge in these things to take all their money. And it's like, it's almost like we ain't really talking about the situation. We're not talking about how it affects the fans, it affects people going to the games. Because imagine... It's not only that your team is losing, but you just put two or three hundred dollars on the game or something like that. That would make you even more upset from somebody telling you your team is bad or whatever else. Especially when you at the game, you just gamble on. So, I think the NFL needs to kind of look at the bigger picture. I don't think they're gonna do that because I think they're just making so much money on every single thing that they got going. But it just gets to the point now where I just, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to be a casual fan of a sport that don't really care about his fans. Like, you're just trying to get their money and, hey, the show goes on. It's running back, <laughs> hey, running backs are disposable right now. We ain't got to pay these guys nothing. Six-round draft pick, undrafted dudes. You know, quarterbacks, you're making all these rules and these guys are still getting hurt. So, <sighs> I'm going to get an episode, trust me, the next week. We're going to get on Monday, and I'll probably be talking about what happened when this team played this team or something like that when they come to football. But it's almost just like when I think about the NFL, I just think about the rampant greed amongst the owners and the people signing all these contracts. And, and then they just don't really care. They're not really protecting the people sitting in the stands. That's, that's just crazy to me. Um, the next topic, we had a uh, Terrence Crawford is letting everybody know he's the man, and he's letting everybody know that Spence ain't that guy. Terrence Crawford, in a quote, said that for all the Spence fans that was calling saying he fought all these bums, that these bums actually did better against him than Earl Spence did. Not only that, he said Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia would never fight him. Like, he's not going to ever get him a shot because they never gave him one. I'm not saying that Terrence Crawford doesn't have a right to feel the way he feels. He got every right to say he the man now. You can say whatever you want, champ. <laughs> somebody said, me and somebody went back and forth about Inoue uh, being the 
and know you being the uh, best fighter out there. I was like, man, he not the top. Maybe, like I said, top ten, but I can't put him ahead of Earl Spence still. Earl Spence is like thirty. He was like thirty-eight, thirty-five, and oh, or something like that. In one forty-seven, a big division. You know, people got weight and hit hard in here. You know, and he only lost the one fight to Crawford, the best fighter. You know, pound for pound, the best fighter out here. And I know Canelo is trying to say it's him. Uh, Charlo trying to say it's him. Well, they gonna fight, and uh, to me, they fighting for number two, cause Crawford number one. He proved it. He's Forty and zero. Um, he got the resume. He didn't beat everybody, and I'm not finna sit here and say my man fought bums. Look at what he did to Ben Benitez. Is he a bum? Cause I know some fighters ducking him up in 168, and ain't trying to fight him. They trying to fight other people in other weight divisions. There is a way you can port yourself when you're a champion and I'm not sitting here saying that you know I'm not knocking Devin Haney for ducking fights and stuff like that because at 25 man you still fighting you know and you can move to different weight divisions and do what you got to do my whole thing is just leave the heart where where is that let these guys fight for these belts but and I'm not knocking you know you for his resume and stuff like that to me He's like in the 20s still. And my whole thing is he still got to, you know, get to the 30 and those and stuff like that. You know, and I'm not knocking the fact that he's fighting in the lower weight class. I know there are a lot of fans of Asian athletes and Asian boxing and stuff like that. And it's very hard for us because, you know, Manny Pacquiao and stuff came up in a situation where a lot of his fights were overseas and stuff and we didn't really get to see what he was working with until he came over here but at the same time i'm not gonna discredit no american fighter with undefeated records and they can't even get fights because people is afraid to fight them i'm not gonna put annoy you ahead of tank davis or uh shakura stevenson or devin haney when i haven't really seen him fight under the big lights you know and that's that's where we at on it. <laughs> you know, I've, I'm not saying the dude ain't skilled. The dude's impressed me with what I've seen. He stopped almost everybody he's fought. And you do that. I mean, Floyd Mayweather was a beast in the 120s and stuff like that. But when you come up to 135 and 140 and 147 and do that, that's when I'm, you know, that's when you fighting in Las Vegas. That's when you getting the name. That's when when you fighting competition, when you fighting people that, you know, hurt people, you know, hurt business. And I'm not saying people at 120 can't hurt each other. Yeah, you fighting in your weight class, you're doing your thing. Even if it was his weight class, when he gets to the 30 and 0 and 40 and 0 and he moves up, because he's already good in two divisions. If he stays in his weight class and gets the resume that, Profit and Spence have, then I can sit here and say this dude is top villain. But until then, he ain't on that level. And even with Crawford, Crawford is pound for pound and he's still trying to get fights with Canelo Alvarez and he's still trying to get fights with Charlo. These dudes are in different weight classes and they hurt people in the weight classes that they're sitting in. And I'm not sitting here saying that. Oh, well, he, this dude's got to move up and fight these big people and everything else. I'm just saying, if Floyd Mayweather is 50, you know, 
Crawford's 40, you know. Earl Spence is like 35, 36, and 1. How am I going to put a 20 of dude with a record of 20s over them? And Crawford, as far as him saying, he not. Crawford is 36 years old. He got really eight belts, but he's undisputed in two-way classes. He can do whatever he want to do because he's the man now. And the only thing we got to worry about is if Charlo's brave enough to get in the ring with him. And that's if he could beat Canelo Alvarez because if he gets beat by Canelo Alvarez, then it's if Canelo Alvarez brave enough to get in the ring with Because he's trying to get paid, and I don't knock my man for getting paid. As far as Ennis Boots and everybody else at 147, man, y'all got work to do. Um, Keith Thurman saying he want to fight Ennis Boots, so he's not counting that out. I'm hearing a lot of talking, but I don't see no official announcements. I don't see nobody fighting. I don't see nobody really doing nothing. And so, until you start fighting people, it ain't no, it ain't no situation for me. You got to fight somebody. You know, when you fight somebody, that's when we looking at who the best, who ain't the best, everything else. Uh, third topic, we're going to slide this in here. Did or did not the Mexican government parade out some dead alien corpses? I mean, that's a, it's supposed to be a big deal, right? Where a government official says we found bodies that are not from here. They, they show these corpses who they look like they E.T.'s great, great grandfather. <laughs> Somebody made a cake of one later in the week <laughs> but if they're showing these things if they're out here trying to be disclosure on the situation if it seems like a lot more stuff is hitting the media that we not by ourselves out here and to me yeah it, it hit twitter but i mean it wasn't really covered by the big news outlets and stuff like that but if a government official in Mexico and they're having a big press conference and lights, cameras are there and they got these these bodies, you know, these remains of what looks like they could be gray aliens. Um, I don't know, man. People need to start really rethinking about what's going on and why are they doing this now because with the way these bodies look, these things been here for a minute man I don't think the Mexican government just found these bodies if in case this is a true situation because you always have to ask yourself is this thing real because it couldn't it might not be real but even with even with that being said and I'm not saying that these things are real or not because I'm gonna let you look at the I'm going to let you, the listener, look at the situation. Just look it up on Google and just look up Mexicans, uh, government, alien bodies. You'll see the story. And make the decision on your own because you got to look. If these officials are trying to tell you something, why are they trying to tell you now? Why are they putting it out in the public eye now? Because for a while, people were dying over these secrets and stuff. People were trying to keep this under wraps and now it's like it's not so much so you really have to think why are we seeing a lot of this information why are we 
having congressional hearings why are they trying to put a lot of this information in the light right now like people could say this is a soft news release but at the end of the day can you really trust it you know and i always say that me i'm not gonna give uh, my full synopsis of everything that's going on or what i really think but i'm gonna just say this i don't trust nothing i see especially when it's being rolled out to me from the internet you know until it makes channel 4 news and until zolar whatever name he is is saying that he ain't from here and you know i, I don't believe the government is being honest <laughs> just to say that and i don't think we ever know as far as what i believe like i said i'm gonna leave that alone but if we're being if they're trying to roll this news out to try to get people um, some kind of knowledge that we were being lied to for hundreds of years, then it needs to be a footnote on this situation. That's all I'm saying. And we need to take note that, yeah, you know, and this is a podcast by itself topic. They rolling out bodies. <laughs> and they, they're not from here. From Earth. So that's supposed to be a big news thing i don't think it was people kept hey i'm I'm going to work the next day (laughs) i ain't falling out of i ain't falling out of religion and stuff you ain't get the whole the world's going in because they found out some bodies were presented to the public somewhere so we'll see how the situation turns out you know other than that uh, today is a Thursday. Today, um, uh, yesterday, my uh, our EP House of Jones uh, Summer Goodbye Summer hit the it hit iTunes. It also hit Spotify and a few other streaming services. It will be on YouTube separately, so it's going to be on a different YouTube channel. It's going to be promoted separately from there. But I'm just happy to have another EP out. It's kind of just making sure that the it was done and it was done a certain way that we actually went in and did some mixing and mastering so we'll definitely be playing that in the background it's just good to have some good stream music some good pop music especially when you enjoy making the music yourself (laughs) so just had a blast making a new project doing music so we'll definitely do maybe a pod or a video where we do a a little release party for the two tracks we put out over the summer um and we'll be definitely working on more so and then we're we're doing a new youtube channel it's called uh coffee serve black radio so be on the lookout for that we'll definitely be promoting it and once again just thank you for everybody being supportive thank you for everybody being uh, just genuine forgive us for taking our time getting back here we just get so busy sometimes especially with dropping a new dropping a new project making sure it's good and you know just we just want to come in with solid topics and i've been on twitter getting some pushback with <laughs> some boxing fans but you know and, and like i say on that i know he's a good guy man he's a good guy top no i can't call him pound for pound best you know because he don't have that many pounds but other than that man um how you guys doing thank you for listening and we will definitely see you again next time